does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Eddie Garrison, back in for the coach, Bob Lovell. He'll be back in a couple of weeks with season number 30 of IST. Coming up, got a lot of Colts conversation to get to, some Bengals as well. Baseball mixed in, too. But first, the man who will shepherd you through the night every 15 minutes, he's Network Indiana's Sam Fritz. Eddie, fantastic to be with you on this Friday night. Let's get to some baseball scores. Only one in the books so far today. The Miami Marlins just finished off the Detroit Tigers at home in Florida, winning by in a close one, 6-5. to five. Now, I'm no meteorologist, but I'm going to forecast that this hot weather and humid humidity has caused some delays with storms forming in the Northeast as the Baltimore Orioles haven't even gotten on the field. Their game was delayed by two hours. Their first pitch is scheduled for 9.35. The Pirates and the Phillies managed to at least make it to the seventh inning before they got delayed by storms. Phillies are currently leading in Pittsburgh 2-1. Other games ongoing in Toronto. The Blue Jays are up over the Los Angeles Angels in the middle of the eighth, 4-1. The New York Mets are beating the Washington Nationals in the bottom of the eighth in their game, 5-1. Cleveland Guardians and Chicago White Sox are in Illinois. The eighth just wrapped up. 3-0 in favor of the White Sox there. The Atlanta Braves are also up over the Milwaukee Brewers 6-4 at the end of the fifth. Finally, the Kansas City Royals and the Minnesota Twins are in the top of the fifth. The Twins currently lead 2-1 to one there. For Never Indiana Sports, I'm Sam Fritz. Nice job, Sam. First one of many here tonight on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Time to go around the horn. That's Sam Fritz you just heard with your scoreboard update. Nathaniel Finch on the ones and twos tonight and in training who will put his hands on the board a little bit later will be Jack Johnston. I am Eddie Garrison. You can follow me on Twitter at Eddie Garrison underscore. Of course, you can follow the show at IND Sports Talk. That's where we will be retweeting scores, videos, pictures, highlights, stories, you name it, when the high school football season starts in three weeks from tonight. We'll talk about some favorites in each class and we'll quickly dive into some Mr. Indiana football uh, candidates for this season with Paul Condry of the Regional Radio Sports Network and the author of the Indiana Football Digest. Coming up at 940, he'll stick around for a couple of segments tonight. And the 31st edition of the Indiana Football Digest. I have to go get my copy relatively soon because it's almost that time of the year where I get to start broadcasting some high school football games across the state of Indiana, which I am looking forward to. Also coming up this show at 10 o'clock, Casey Vallier of the Indianapolis Colts Radio Network. He will join us at the 10 o'clock hour. He'll start off the 10 o'clock hour at 10.06 with Casey Vallier. Talk a variety of topics with Casey. We'll talk about how the Colts have looked so far. Yes, they are only two practices in. Yes, before you get all excited about Anthony Richardson and that 60-yard touchdown throw we had today to Alec Pierce, just remember... He and Gartner Minshew 
are taking turns at the first team offensive reps so far. Gardner Minshew said that after the first practice on Wednesday. That was certainly the case, so I would expect Gardner Minshew to be back as QB1 for the Indianapolis Colts in tomorrow's sold-out practice from the Grand Park Sports Campus in Westfield. So we'll talk to Casey about that. James Boyd has become a staple when I'm in this seat in the in the big chair on the big show. He will join us at 10.30. Howard Kelman will also join us. We'll talk about the Indianapolis Indians and how their night is going at Victory Field. They're taking on the Reds affiliate and the Louisville Bats. Also talk about big picture uh, MLB uh, trade deadline happening. We won't talk to Howard about that, but we'll talk to Brendan King, the voice of the Southman Cubs, about that. He's coming up tonight as well. He'll be at 11.30 and sandwich between those two. Charlie Clifford, formerly of Wish TV8 here in Indianapolis, now with WLWT in Cincinnati. Try to get the lowdown on what's going on with Joe Burrow. Big story uh, nationally in the NFL ranks because of that video that started circulating, or should I say videos that were circulating just yesterday of him pulling up after he was scrambling outside the pocket. And thankfully, it's just a cramp for Joe Burrow. He'll be out a couple weeks, so we'll get the lowdown from Charlie Clifford on how the fans in attendance took it and how the players reacted as well on the field when that happened. But I want to start off the remainder of this segment. we got a couple minutes. Uh, let's talk about the Jonathan Taylor situation because it is interesting. Uh, you have Stephen Holder of ESPN.com. He released a piece last night uh, talking about he spoke to Jim Irsay and Jim Irsay revealed to him that the Colts haven't even made a contract extension offer to Jonathan Taylor yet. Uh, and it makes everything interesting from the aspect of, of which you go to Twitter or X, and if we're going with letters, WTF, it is called, um, and you see his agent liking tweets about Jonathan Taylor needing to be traded, that he's out, and saying that the relationship between him and Jim Irsay cannot be re- uh, fixed or bandaged back together. Well, I kind of disagree with that because the one way you can fix this if you're Jim Irsay or if you're Chris Ballard is you pay Jonathan Taylor. I mean, that's all he wants. He wants to get his contract extension. He wants to be with the Colts long-term, but you see those pictures on social media from practice today. That didn't look like a man that was happy to be where he was out. Um, On the sideline watching his teammates practice in training camp, he's on the PUP list. Now it's still really undetermined. If it is because he's not fully healthy, um, I would assume that's not the case because of everything that's being publicized with his contract extension slash negotiation or lack thereof. So that'll be something to monitor as training camp continues to unfold because he's entering that final year of his contract. And if it's all about leverage in these situations, it's about business. The NFL is a business. They simply don't care what you've done for them. It's what you can you do for me now and what can you do for me down the line, Jonathan Taylor has had one fantastic season in 2021 where he led the NFL in rushing. He had a good rookie season. And then, of course, last season had the ankle injuries resulting in offseason surgery to clean that up. And now Jonathan Taylor finds himself in a rather sticky situation. And I also applaud Jonathan Taylor for taking him to the taking it to the measures in which he has, because I feel like that's the only way running backs can get paid now is if you send out that final year of your rookie contract, much like Ezekiel Elliott did before he got that extension. Now he's a free agent, but that's the only route I think for running backs going forward to get the money they desire is by holding out despite being under contract with the team that either drafted it for them or traded 
for them. So we'll get to more on that Jonathan Taylor contract situation and Michael Pittman Jr., Chris Ballard, or whatnot. But coming up next, Paul Condry of the Regional Radio Sports Network. Let's talk about some high school football on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Eddie Garrison filling in for the coach Bob Lovell this evening. He'll be back in a couple weeks in a voice you will start to hear every Friday night with Coach Bob Lovell. That is Paul Condry of the Regional Radio Sports Network and the author of the Indiana Football Digest. Paul, how are you doing this evening? Great to be with you, Eddie. Looking forward to the football season getting underway. Also looking forward to hanging out with Coach every Friday and Saturday throughout the course of the football season. It's always a special time to be able to get together and kind of do this shtick that we've done for the last quarter of a century. This has been, what, 31 years now with the Indiana Football Digest, correct? Yeah, 31, man. It's hard to it's hard to believe that we're still uh, plugging away from that first book that was released in the fall of uh, 1993, and it costs an only $2.00. This year's 2020-23 uh, version, 17 bucks, but still worth the price in gold. If you, if you, uh, if you don't mind me saying so, last the first that first book, just as an FYI, 72 pages. Wow! And, and here we are now at uh, 400 plus. Holy! A lot, man. a lot of stuff, man. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, I wanted to start with here before we get into the actual football part of this. I caught you on with Brendan King. I think this was about a week and a half, maybe two weeks ago. You were talking to him about the football digest and it's 11 months of the year so does that mean you not get a vacation at all or like any downtime no, we, we, we take uh, for probably the last half of June. Uh, my wife, Tanya, and I, we usually head out to Maine. That's kind of like our happy place. We do that after we wrap it up. But, yeah, we have already physically begun laying out our infrastructure for next year's book. I mean, there are so many uh, details. And if anybody's ever seen the book, they certainly know that every I is dotted and T is crossed. Uh, but certainly if the infrastructure is not built uh, before uh, the football season uh, first team is eliminated from the playoffs and that's when it really starts being to begin in earnest the emphasis uh, kind of comes from uh, probably the second or third week of january until right up till about april that's when the coaches send stuff get pictures and so uh, i'm already working on story ideas for some of our feature stories uh for next year's book some just things that i like to work on and always trying to look uh, look at this thing from uh, what can we do differently this year and each year there's a different design and some some capacity but i'm always looking for feature articles and i'd love to hear from people and say hey listen why don't you do a story on this guy or that guy and i think that this book is uh, loaded with some great uh feature stories that i think uh, fans will really really enjoy including some time i spent uh, with don fisher the legendary voice of the hoosiers a couple of hall of fame coaches up at north miami eight-man football uh mental side of uh of things in, in regards to football. Jason Thompson, who's one of our mental coaches who tries to uh, uh, go around the state and help coaches with the mental side of preparing for games. So a lot of different things in this book. And, of course, there's a lot of feature stuff. Our memoriam It's always a big thing. And, of course, some feature stories uh, uh, that I think you'll really, really enjoy. And, and the fans will, uh, if they pick up a copy, at www.indianafootballdigest.com. I have about a minute here left in this segment, so I click, quickly want to dive into Class 6A. Center uh, has won it three the three last years at the Class 6A level. Is it likely they do it again? 
I think if you could say, hey, if there's a team that uh, is going to have their work cut out for them, uh, they get, they have to remain healthy. They're going to have to play the majority of their schedule uh, away from the Hoosier State or against teams from other states uh, because of the, the disbandment of them from the, uh, the the Metropolitan Interscholastic Conference. We have them in a preseason, number one. We feel they're the best team. Are they a lock and load for uh, the, uh, the 6A championship? I think there's a lot to be said there. I only have one team in my mind's eye that is the best team, and I'm going to tell you right now, we'll win the state championship in November, and that will be the Class 1A uh, Lutheran Saints. I think they are loaded, uh, and but I tell you what, uh, they've already won. Uh, they're on a roll now, coming off a couple state championships now, and and they, they, the cupboard is not bare for Dave Pash. But uh, 6A, it's going to be a dogfight, but I think uh, that Center Grove team, Cathedral, is going to be terrific. Ben Davis, Warren Central, Carroll, Hamilton Southeastern, that's just to name a few. And this is going to be the best Penn football team we've seen in probably two decades. They can make some noise coming out of the north, so you got to keep an eye on that team too. Paul, as you know, every 15 minutes we have a scoreboard up to you. Mind hanging out during the scoreboard? Yeah, I'd love to hang out with you, Eddie. Thanks for taking the time to talk. Sweet. When we come back, you'll hear from Sam Fritz first with the scoreboard update on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. All right, let's get back to some baseball. The Orioles were right. 9.35 was the time for the first pitch. They finally take it to the mound two hours after the game should have gotten started. 0-0, zero zero, bottom of the first against the Yankees. The Phillies and Pirates are back underway as well. Top of the eighth, Philadelphia Phillies still lead the Pittsburgh Pirates in Pittsburgh 2-1. to one. Other games ongoing, the White Sox and Guardians actually just wrapped up. The White Sox were victorious 3 to nothing. Jake Berger had quite the stat line today. Three at-bats one run, one hit, one walk, one RBI, and one home run. Kind of filled out everything that you needed there offensively. The Braves and Brewers in the bottom of the six. Six to four in favor of the Braves there. Bottom of the six for the Minnesota Twins and Kansas City Royals as well. Twins are leading two to one. In that game, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Houston Astros are tied 3-3 to in the top of the sixth in Houston. The Chicago Cubs were trailing, but they've brought it back against the St. Louis Cardinals. Top of the sixth there. It's tied 2-2 to at Bush Stadium in St. Louis. The Oakland Athletics and the Colorado Rockies are on the field, and it's rare for the Athletics, but they are leading 5 to nothing in the bottom of the fourth. Seattle Mariners are tied against the Arizona Diamondbacks. That game just got underway. Top of the first. And the Texas Rangers and San Diego Padres are delayed already. That game actually didn't even get to the field yet. I'll look up what that's about, but if I had to guess, it's bad weather. Storm's probably in the area. I'll be back in another 15 minutes. I'm Sam Fritz for Network Indiana Sports. Welcome back to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Eddie Garrison filling in for the coach Bob Lovell. Paul Condry of the Regional Radio Sports Network and the Indiana Football Digest rejoins us for a second segment. We've already talked about the favorites in Class 6A. What about Class 5A? Can Valparaiso repeat as 5A state champions? Well, I tell you what, uh, they're pretty good. Their quarterback back, defensively, they're, they have a couple holes to fill, but offensively, they have got uh, they've got some talented group of kids coming back. I would not I would not write them them off. To say the least, we have a number one Snyder and two Bloomington South. Fort Wayne Northside is going to have a good team. Maryville is a team to keep an eye out. Whiteland, Mishawaka, teams from the north. Keep an eye on Dwanger, maybe uh, West uh, Harrison, West Lafayette, uh, maybe Bloomington North. But I think that right now, 
uh, Snyder and Valpo, based upon the returning group that they have, certainly look to be the best team. But I like that Valpo team, the big uh, lineman, Hofer, who's on the cover of our Indiana Football Digest, is a star player. Got a great defensive back in Tyler Verschur, as well as their quarterback's back. So I think that that's a team that could really make some noise. However, you know, when you've got one of your conference opponents, it's, it's in the same class, uh, you know, things can get a little dicey there. Oh, yeah, most certainly. It's Paul Condry of the Regional Radio Sports Network. So we've dove through five and six now. Let's move down to Class 4A. Last year was East Central coming away with the state title. What do you think about this class? Well, 4A is, a, is really the hardest group, I think, to, to put, a, put a finger on it because there's at this stage of the season, there's a, there's a lot of what-ifs. East Central got a group coming back. A team that I think could potentially have a really, really good year is that Northwood Panther team, Evansville Wrights from the south, has a pretty good group. But there is no dominant team in Class 4A. Ron Colley lost a bunch, uh, but I think we'll see some teams. like Mooresville lost a bunch, but still very, very uh, prominent. I think New Palestine is a team that could make some noise. Kokomo, likewise, another team. New Prairie, uh, they've got a couple talented kids that are back for their third go-around. So uh, I think 4A is wide open, and if you were to ask me to put a dollar on it, I wouldn't even waste my time in trying to bet on that class because that's a that's a no-lose proposition right there. Uh, last year, Evansville Modern Day was able to get the revenge on Adrian in the Class 2A state championship. I thought that was a really good game in general. What do you think about Class 2A? Well, I tell you what, I think 2A is, is once again, you hit the, the nail on the head about Modern Day. I think, uh, you know, as they say, that uh, fair about, uh, turnabout is fair play, and I certainly think that 2A is a, is a very, very uh, solid group, but I tell you what, Mike Gable, you know, he just continues to uh, uh, lock and load. One of the most talented coaches I've ever been around. We don't, we've nicknamed him the Lord of the Rings because he's won more state championship rings between his state uh, football titles and his wrestling championships. He's a, he's a talented coach and he'll get those guys ready to go. Triton Central may be the team that you can keep an eye on. Uh, they're a team uh, that's got a talented group and I really love what Tim Abel, the culture he's created. They're Lafayette Central Catholic. Eastbrook, what can you say? Jeff Adamson, the coach at Eastbrook, 300 wins in his career. Andran, they lost a lot, including uh, some transfers, but they're going to be a formidable group just because they play a 5-4-3-A and three, class schedule throughout the course of the season. So that should be really interesting to see how those things uh, kind of play itself out in Class 2A. One of those players that Andrian lost that we'll talk about later is Patrick Clax, the 30 transfers to Crown Point. Well, but we'll talk about that later because I think he's one of the candidates for Indiana Mr. Football. Uh, I just realized that I skipped over Class 3A. Bishop Chatard won it last year. Uh, what's Class 3A looking like this year? Well, I think 3A is, well, once again, the, the parochial schools have really, really ruled the roost there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we, we, we feel that Bishop Shadard is still the team to beat in that regard. Lawrenceburg, Gibson, Southern West, Lafayette, Southridge, Garen Catholic uh, are the, the rest of the teams that are following in suit. We, we like uh, Lawrenceburg and the group that they've coming back. Gibson, Southern. Uh, look for the DeLong kid to make some really big noise down there uh, for the Titans. West Lafayette, I think I have a tremendous amount of respect for uh, Coach Shane Fry and what he's been able to do. They've got talented players there. And then you, you take a look at some of the other coaches that are in this grouping. You know, Knox is a team that can make some noise under the legendary Russ Radke. you got Garen Catholic. Uh, could be a team that can make some noise. Western Boone, uh, they're on the uprise in that uh, particular class as well, too. So I think it's going to be a 
very, very uh, formidable group. But once again, I thought if I'm putting money in, I'm putting it on the Trojans. And to Robbie Doyle, a former Andrean high school product, tell you what, uh, those parochial teams seem to find a way to get to Indianapolis somehow, some way. Yeah, they really do. In our previous segment, with Paul Condry of the Regional Radio Sports Network and the Indiana Football Digest. We were talking about Class 6A, and while you were talking about that class, you said Indianapolis Lutheran is really the only team that you can pretty much pencil in to win the state title for Class 1A. Is there anybody in that class that can threaten the Saints? I think we're going to have the state championship game that we've had the last three years. I really believe that. I think Lutheran will be there. Adam Central's loaded. Sheridan's a team that could make some noise, but I don't think that they're going to, uh, they're going to be able to get that job done. I really believe, Eddie, when it's, when the rubber hits the road, Lutheran and Adam Central, like they have for the last two years, will be playing in the same position, and I still think the result will be the same. Tell you what, this is a Lutheran team. Jackson Willis, a tremendous uh, quarterback, maybe the top young quarterback in the Hoosier State, uh, a kid that certainly has got a great future ahead of him. I really believe that he's uh, going to be the difference uh, for this uh, day Pash led team. Quickly here in the final minute of this segment, Paul, let's take a look at some of the Indiana Mr. Football candidates. Who would you put right there right now as your top three favorites for that award? Now you're putting me on the spot. Top three players in the state. Uh, I tell you what, I, there's a lot of guys there. I would certainly, uh, and once again, you know, you're gonna they're gonna give this award to a running back or a quarterback because that's just kind of how they roll. Yep. And that's understandable. Tyler Cherry at Center Grove is is, is destined for a great year. Uh, Mylon Graham, the kid out of New Haven, certainly is uh, very very talented. But you know, I tell you, I tell you what, I, this is an offensive line class. You look at uh, uh, the Johnson kid up at Fort Wayne North, but I like the linemen in this group. Guys like Auden Jones and Matt Holfer, some of those big hogs, and the McDermott mm-hmm. kid at Noblesville, uh, Ian Moore and New Pal, but look out for Danny O'Neill. He may be the best that the state has to offer, and I think he could be a guy that can win it, win that, that coveted uh, Mr. Football Award. I wish an offensive lineman would get the recognition they deserve, because I think Ian Moore is one of the better play, players out of this class. No question about it, and this is a really, really talented offensive line class, and I think uh, when it's all said and done, you look at Cooper Zeltwanger at Harrison West Lafayette, I mean they just another kid who's had a really really good uh, uh, high school career. Expect big things from those guys, and I think uh, it's going to be an exciting year for uh, high school football, and I'm looking forward to uh, be able to hang out with you guys throughout the course of the season and talk up some, uh, some, high, some Indiana high school football, man. Paul, thanks for taking some time out of your busy night. Can't wait to listen to you talk with Coach Lovell every Friday and Saturday evening. Thanks, Eddie. Great to be with you, man. Talk to you soon. God bless you, man. It's always fun to catch up with Paul Condry, especially when you consider the high school football season is three weeks away from tonight. We've talked about high school football. Now let's transition to the professional team here in Indianapolis. We'll talk about the Indianapolis Colts with Casey Vallier after this top of the hour scoreboard update with Sam Fritz on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.